Cutting Through Tech, Season 2, Episode 7. Are you waiting on your CTO like they're your knight in shining armor? Welcome to Cutting Through Tech, the show all about technical strategy for women leaders today. I'm Maxime, technical coach to women entrepreneurs, and you're tuned in to Season 2. Now, so far in the season, we've been looking at mobile apps and Often when people start businesses that are mobile first uh, or they're, you know, developing an app as part of their business, they're also looking for co-founders. Specifically, a CTO or chief technical officer is in high demand. I mean, it's easier, right, when there's someone to look after all the tech for you. If you are listening to the show and thinking about starting a tech company, I know that this thought has gone through your head. Now, if you're an early stage founder and you've got fine CTO near the top of your to-do list, this episode is for you. Today, we'll be looking at why you may have trouble finding a CTO, because there are a few common reasons that I see happening often. And we'll also be looking at what a CTO actually does, because the misconception around the role can sometimes lead to problems down the road. Lastly, how do you actually successfully attract someone into your business? We'll be looking at not just for CTOs, but co-founders and other team members in general, how you can position your business in a way that people are excited to join the cause. Now, these are conversations that I have regularly with women entrepreneurs and my clients. And if you'd like to discuss where you're at or any possible next steps for you in your business, I encourage you to book in for a strategy session. I have a few of these available for podcast listeners always, so email me on maxime at cuttingthroughtech.com. Now, let me tell you about a friend of mine. A few years ago, she had a little baby girl, and one day we were talking and she confided in me that she'd been trying for a second child, but it wasn't going well at all. Now, by now, her daughter was close to two years old and she started fearing that she would have to grow up alone without a sibling or other, you know, young family members around her. My friend herself had come from a big family and wished at least, you know, a comparable experience for her child. It was quite tough to watch over the next few years as she tried just about everything to conceive. And then when her daughter turned four, I remember us talking and she said that she was going to stop trying. It had been exhausting and the side effects of the hormones have been too disruptive and mainly the miscarriages and heartbreak just too painful. At least, you know, she had one beautiful and healthy child. Why did she think that it wasn't enough? She felt lucky and, you know, said to me that she wanted to enjoy more time with her family that she already had rather than just spend that time being really upset about what she didn't have. I remember at the time myself reflecting as well because it's so easy to miss out on things as we're really focused on what we're trying to achieve. Either way, just a few months later, she rang me up and carefully shared the news that she was pregnant. I was naturally thrilled for her But she was really worried still. She couldn't quite believe it and remained incredibly careful and almost hesitant throughout her entire pregnancy. But she needn't have worried because by the end of it, she gave birth to a beautiful baby boy. And her daughter lovingly stated that this boy, this boy was different and special than all the others. So how did that happen? Well, no one knows. You know, you can call it luck. You can call it an act of God. You can call it the universe. 
But what I can tell you is that sometimes by letting go of control, nature can run its own course. And unsurprisingly, quite similar principles hold when you're trying to build your team. So you're trying to find a CTO, maybe you've tried networking, you've emailed people, you've asked around on LinkedIn and your current network. Probably you've already been talking to a few great engineers weighing up their potential for being a fantastic CEO, but somehow it's it's just not working for you, right? And we can look at what prevents most founders from finding a CTO because quite commonly I see one of the following things happen. Firstly, a founder sometimes can't communicate their vision clearly yet. This happens more so in the early conception. So if you're still thinking about your idea and you're, you're not quite sure how to talk about it, it can be very hard to communicate it to other people and bring them along with you, which is, you know, quite important. I would encourage you to focus more on the, the purpose rather than the how and the what. Most people that I talk to will immediately start saying what it is, right? It's an app for this or it's a business for that. But what is the change that you're seeking to make and why is it so important that this exists? Another issue that's holding people back from finding their CTO is that they aren't quite sure what a CTO does, right? It's hard to hire or to attract someone into a position or a role that you haven't got a clear job spec for. And it's true, a CTO can kind of hold different positions in a business, which we'll discuss in a minute. But getting very clear for yourself what you're looking for from your CTO is also very important. Now, one of the things that I think irks engineers the most when they get approached for these types of roles is that the founder is looking for someone to just do the work. They basically outsource all the technical things themselves. They're like, okay, look, I'm I'm not the techie one, I'm not the geek. So if you could just, you know, make this and be the one that deals with all that, that'd be great. Now, not everyone's like that. But I hope you understand that that can come across as disrespectful. It's probably one of the bits of feedback I've heard the most from people in my industry. And really, it shows that people aren't quite there yet with the maturity of their startup and their idea. So it's a bit like (laughs) there'll be quite a few dating references, I think, through this episode because it feels very similar somehow. But it's a bit like when people are, you know, trying too hard or they're too sleazy and they come up and they say, hey, did it hurt? And you're like, what are you on about? And they're like, oh, when you fell from heaven or something silly. It just, it does not match. It rubs the wrong way. And the expectations are really off, right? So if the expectation as a founder is that you're looking for a CTO basically as an engineer that you can give some equity to because then they can just quote unquote do all the work, um, probably something to reconsider. Now, I will admit I see this coming mostly from male founders, so we'll also be discussing some issues that are more commonly associated with with women, I think, who are actually often erring on the side of trying to have everything ready and perfect before they bring team members in. So rather than not being able to communicate the vision or not sure what a CTO does, they're waiting for the vision to be perfect before talking about it or waiting for a job description to be perfect to talk about it. Now, if that's you, I would say, you know, done's better than perfect. So definitely start talking to people. But if you are not entirely sure what the role is about or what the vision is about or why you're looking for this person, you definitely want to get a bit clearer on that too. Lastly, I think one of the things that holds especially female founders back the most is that they don't want to come across as not knowing details when talking to technical people. 
because it can be hard when you're out of your comfort zone you're trying to discuss something that you know might be new to you to a certain extent uh you're probably going into a space with a lot of men around uh if you're thinking about your pitch you know pitch kind of conferences or or competitions uh networking events in technology let's be honest the the gender balance is not exactly balanced um so you don't want to come across as not knowing or god forbid stupid which is obviously not the case so it can hold you back from having the conversations with people to actually develop the relationships that will eventually become really good leads or people who know people who know people who will eventually put you in touch with a fantastic CTO. So have a think about these, like how do they apply to you and how you've been networking and communicating with people throughout this. Now bear in mind also we are in COVID times so you may not have been going to pitch competitions necessarily but the same holds on LinkedIn to an extent, right? If anything it becomes easier now to have these one-on-one conversations without the room and the atmosphere of the room. So reaching out directly to people on LinkedIn with a good, nice message and setting up some Zoom calls might actually work in your favor in this case. To kind of summarize the main issues that I see, where it goes wrong, people either come over as very desperate or they haven't done the work or they're waiting for the work to be done and perfect before they're connecting with others. There is such a thing as it being too early but there's also such a thing as waiting too long. So take a look at where you are in your startup and your idea and just start talking to people without massive expectations, but make sure you are extremely clear on what change you're seeking to make in the world, how your idea, startup or app plays a role in that and what you're looking for in other people. Now, as we just discussed, one of the issues is also that there is uncertainty about what a CTO even does especially if this is your first startup or you haven't necessarily worked in a technology-based company or startup before, the role can be a little bit confusing. CTO stands for Chief Technology Officer, just like a CEO is a Chief Exec Officer, CEO Chief Operating Officer, CFO Chief Financial Officer, and so on. So first and foremost, they're not a developer. They may have been, in their past life and maybe in the early days of a company and in a pinch they may help out but the main role for them is to lead the company with you they just happen to focus a little bit more on the tech aspects than the other roles a c-suite of executives breaks up the different elements of the business that need looking after but as a whole at this level you are still primarily focused on the vision of the company and steering the ship in getting there So in this context, a good CTO can do any of the following things like help fundraise. When you're fundraising, one of the things that VCs look for the most is a strong fundamental founding team. Well, not necessarily founding team, but managing team. So they will have questions from finances to technical decisions as well. So if the whole team is present and able to speak to that, that is a huge help. Now, they'll also think about how to leverage technology in achieving the company's mission. So, for example, Minenia, our goal is to double the amount of female-founded tech businesses by 2030. And so our CTO, (laughs) not that we have one, could look at, for example, how technology could achieve that particular mission. Now, in turn, they could also be looking at incoming technology and data and see how we can use that and leverage that to further again achieve either the mission of the company but also raise profits. The other key thing is they 
A, have a good network and B, have the skills to assess other individuals so they are crucial in hiring a good team. If you're looking to grow a tech company, a good chunk of your staff will be probably in the, you know, in the tech department in some way, shape or form. Whether that is software engineering, data scientists, app developers, backend developers, you name it, there'll be a tech team of some sort. Your CTO can help manage, oversee and steer the direction of this team or if required in the beginning, liaise with agencies or any other types of contracts that you're having to help create your first version. With that, they'd also be making or advising on technical decisions in the context of the wider vision of the company. So when you're starting out and you're choosing what technology to use, how to build, say, the app or the product, and, you know, you might not be thinking about frameworks or, you know, should this be in React or not? And because the CTO is working with you in terms of who is our customer, who is our client, who are we looking to serve, what's the mission of the company, what's the financial forecasting plan, how are we looking to make the company profitable and so on, because they have that context with you, they can then help and steer the direction of any technical decisions that are made by the team as a whole to then go and implement the work that needs to be done. Now, in the beginning, yes, you know, they are likely to either be more directive in the technical approach and even program some bits and bobs, but really that is not the end goal and not the role of a CTO. But I think it's fair to say that, you know, it's super helpful to have a CTO. And this is also one of the reasons, you know, as I mentioned before, that VCs are looking for a well-rounded team to invest in. Now, if you're pitching and you've done all the other work already, like setting, you know, the company's purpose, doing the forecasting, maybe even having some proof of concepts and prototypes, you've done research, financials and so on, you're kind of just missing a CTO and that's the only feedback you're getting, perhaps they can, you know, put you in touch with some of the right people. Do leverage everyone that you know to try and find someone, but equally I think there is a lot that you can get going as well. Because one thing I want to point out is that whilst these are the typical kind of tasks that are associated to a CTO, they don't always necessarily need to be done by a CTO, especially from the beginning. A lot of these things you can do as well. So as you become more knowledgeable about technology, you can start to think about, indeed, how can we achieve the mission of the company through tech and so forth. So in short, the job description of a good CTO is that they are running the business right there with you. They are continuously keeping technology at the back of their mind in terms of how to best run the business or what needs to change about the technology, given that you get more clear on what the business is doing and why. But at the end of the day, they are steering the ship with you. They are not just a programmer. (laughs) And so having a clear distinction as to how far you are along in that already and what you're looking for in someone else to fulfill can be really helpful as you're looking for a great candidate to fill the role. So how do you do that? How do you attract someone in the business? Now, simply, you kind of paint the vision and the mission, but leave space for them to buy into it and become invested in it themselves. We we briefly touched upon dating before, and, and I'm going to take you right back there. You're single, you're looking to find someone brilliant to share your life with, and you know that you want a family, you want three kids, two dogs, a home in you know this particular neighborhood just outside the city and now all you need is the right husband or wife 
So you set out on your adventure, you're downloading Tinder, Bumble, you name it, and you're speed dating your way through half of the city. And you realize it's, it's probably a bit harder than you thought, especially because all of these people that you're meeting, right? God forbid they're coming with their own hopes and dreams, their goals in life. And, you know, you don't want to compromise on your vision. You try and see who's a decent match, but, you know, you want them to at least want 80% of the same things, right? Now, chances are in this case, you'd be getting too hung up on the details, right? It's not about whether you have two or three kids or one kid. Probably it's like, do you want a family or not? There are people who do and there are people who don't and either is fine. But those are big decisions in life. So you want to make sure you're roughly on the same page like that. As you start spending your money collectively, saving and working towards goals as a couple in life, what is it that you want to get out of it? Do you want to explore things and travel and feel alive every single day? Or do you want security and stability? Um, it doesn't have to be as boring or black and white as that. It's just that you want to have shared goals because at the end of the day, you choose together how you spend your money and how you spend your time in pursuit of that goal. It's exactly these broad strokes that are so important. You build the vision together and then you hash the details out as you go along. So what does this have to do with CTOs and finding other people in your business? Now, it can be very similar. If you are getting bogged down in details about you know, say the app, what the app's going to do, and it's going to have, you know, this bits of functionality, and it's going to have to be like this other app, but just a little bit different. That is so granular for someone to buy into. Really, it's about what is your company trying to do? What waves is it trying to make? What change is it seeking to make in the world? Yes, it's going to be an app that, you know, people can use to achieve X, Y, Z. But really, it's, it's so much more than that. Where you can get detailed is in a job description because, you know, you would have expectations of how team members, you know, what team members would contribute back to the company. But even in the case of a CTO, we just outlined, they, they're pretty broad too. And it's much more about that connection and about having that strong, you know, being in lockstep together in what you're trying to do in the business. Instead, I'm seeing a lot of founders basically wanting to micromanage and looking for a tech person to just build the darn thing. So if you're looking to attract a awesome CTO into your business, these are the three top tips that I would give you. To start with, do the work, right? Just get started. We have a host of different episodes on the show, both in season one and two, that talk about research, prototyping and getting started. This massively minimizes your dependency on a CTO, even though ideally, yes, you would absolutely have that role filled, but there is a lot you can do before. So, you know, rather than sitting around waiting, get going. Secondly, paint that vision clearly, right? Let there be space for someone to buy into the mission, get on board and get excited. Your role as a CEO is to very clearly communicate why your company exists or should exist and what it is trying to do in the world and in the marketplace. The same holds when you're looking for team members. And lastly, yes, network, right? Ask and ask again, but be clear what you're asking for and who you're looking for. It's easy to go around in your network and say, I'm looking for a CTO, but make the role a bit more specific than that. What is the type of person that would buy into your mission? What is the type of person that would work at your company? And put a few bullet points around that. 
together with kind of what we outlined of what a CTO does. Be specific about the kind of person you're looking to recruit onto this mission. And then don't be afraid to leverage your network. Just make sure that it comes from a place of strength rather than a place of fear. Because as we mentioned, quite often, there's just this fear around technology. So they're looking for someone to deal with it. That is not the right reason to hire someone. You want to hire them because they're going to bring outstanding skills to the business and they are in lockstep with you as you look to dominate the world with your company. At the end of the day, a CTO is so much more than just a developer. By investing in making sure that your managing team is solid, you're able to just be on the same page and from there move much more efficiently in your business, save money and time along the way as you're more organized and you have a much more holistic and diverse way of deciding what needs to get done in the business. Now, it's also something that, you know, great talent attracts other great talent. If you have a strong team together, people will tell and they want to be a part of that. Not just investors, but equally as you're looking to scale your company and grow your team, that will come across. Taking the time to invest in finding the right CTO is crucial rather than just finding an engineer or someone to basically be that role in your company without ensuring that solid lockstep fit. Now, speaking of investors and what they're looking for, I have a treat for you. In the next episode, I wanted to discuss VC investments, angel investments, and, you know, as a startup, how you can look to get capital and funds into the business as you're looking to scale. For that, I've invited Philippa Sturt, managing partner at Jolson Law, onto the show to talk all things shareholder agreements, <laughs> weird, quirky law things that you may not know about, and share some pretty horrific war stories that founders have gone through that you probably want to avoid. So tune in next week to hear all about that and afterwards it is WWDC time. I am so excited. If you're curious what that is, don't worry, <laughs> we'll cover it all on the show. For now, I hope you're having a wonderful day and see you next time.